I don't know about you, but uh, whenever I go to the store and I look at all kinds of products, I don't ever think about the process it took for that to become on the shelf. But everything had to go through a certain type of process to get what we get today. You see, it doesn't matter about the name that's on the product, but it matters about the process that it went through to get to being on the shelf. Amen? You see, I, I, let me give you just a little bit of an example. You see, the name that, that, that may be uh, on the car doesn't necessarily represent the car, but it represents the process that it went through. You see, I, I don't know, but you can take an emblem off Janelle's uh, Mercedes-Benz, and you can put it on my Camry, but listen, that doesn't give me a, cam or a, a Mercedes Benz, but I still got a Camry because my Toyota didn't go through the process that it did to make that luxury car. You see, you can take a regular old cell phone and you can put an Apple sticker on it, but that doesn't give you an Apple phone. But you see, it, it's not only, it's not just the name that's on the product that makes it the quality, but it's the process that it has to go through. Each and every one of us, look, on the outside, you may say, you know what, there's nothing to me on the outside. But you know what, God is saying, I'm taking you through a process on the inside. I'm putting something inside of you because I want you to go after everything that I have in store for each and every one of you. You see, it's the process. Joseph had to go through a process to become the man of God that God had sent him to be. God, Joseph had to go through a process so his dream could come to pass. You see, most of us have had a dream. We, we dream big things for God, but we've allowed the enemy to come in and start killing the process in our life. We've allowed him to start putting our dreams to sleep. We all have to go through a process, but what is that process? You see, I'm here to tell you this morning that some of you have, have put, let the process put your dream to sleep. You see, at one time you used to dream big dreams for God. At one time you used to dream that you was going to do great things for God. But yet Paul said, I started so well, but what hindered you? We started out on fire. We had a zeal to see God do great things. We had a zeal to get into the presence of God. But what happened over a period of time is we've let the enemy come in and put our dreams to sleep. You see, we, so many times that, that, that we've come in and, and we've let the fire of God go out because we've, we've dreamed about getting into His presence. We've dreamed about shouting in the altars. We've dreamed about doing awesome things for Him, but the fire has went out. And I believe more now than ever we need to rekindle the fire of God more now in the house of God than we've ever done before because I'm going to tell you, the enemy has tried his best to absolutely snuff out the fire of the Holy Ghost in our Pentecostal churches. But I believe that God's going to do something great and mighty in his church. Hey man, God's looking for some dreamers. Don't give up on your dream. You see, at one time you were believing that God was going to use you to do great things. Maybe your dream uh, hasn't been stolen, but nearly it's been asleep. You see, today I've come to wake up some dreamers across the Internet. Today I've come to speak to somebody that says, you know what, I've slacked on my dream just a little bit. I, I'm not been, I'm not, I don't have the same desire that I once had, but I'm believing that God is going to do what He said He was going to do in my life. You see, I've come for the Elijahs that, you know what, maybe you put your dreams and you've hit them in a cave or you're, you're asleep underneath a tree. You know, he's coming, I'm coming after the Gideons that said, you know what, that you've allowed the enemy to come in and bully your dream away from you so you don't dream big for God anymore. You see, if we're going to do anything for the kingdom's sake, we're going to have to first learn how to dream. So many times we, we, we want to do so many great things for God, but we want, to, we want it to be easy to be able to accomplish it. But God said, I want to set the bar so high that everybody knows that it's going to take me for you to be able to go over it. 
You see, we got to dream big dreams. Listen, we don't serve a little bitty God, but we serve a great big God. We serve a God that says, you know what, I, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do in your life. You may not be able to uh, understand or comprehend how you're going to get there. Joseph didn't know how he was going to get to his, his destination. But I promise you this right now, if you keep the course, you'll reach your destination. You see, he bullied Gideon out of his dream for a, whole, for a little while. You see, I come to tell you that have given up on your dreams, don't give up yet. I'm, I come right now because I, I, stir, I truly believe, just as Paul told Timothy, he said it's time for the church to stir up the gifts just a little bit. You see, I, I believe that the church, listen, we, we've, we've, like I said, we've allowed the fire to go out, but it's time that we stir up the gifts of God in us one more time. It's time that I believe in that we're starting to see a revival that's going to take place in America. I believe that the Holy Ghost is going to fall in our pulpits. I believe that the Holy Ghost is going to move upon our congregations and across the Internet, and people's going to be changed. Amen. Stir up our gifts. You see, what, what is it about the dream, you know, that, that we, we first had? What, what happened to it? I remember whenever I first got saved, I, I couldn't help but to, listen, people thought I was crazy. And uh, I, I remember whenever I first got saved, Pastor, I, I would go to Walmart and, and we would seek people out. We would see them. And, oh, listen, one or two things are going to happen uh, you were going to come to church or you was going to lie and say you was going to come and all that stuff. But listen, when, when we would come to church, we had, we had so much zeal to see God do stuff that, listen, we, we didn't have a clue. Listen, when we prayed for you, you was either going to slay out or you were going to shout or you were going to get delivered, but something was going to happen. Amen? But what happened to that? You see, so many times we've allowed our dreams to become watered down. We, we, so, many, so over a period of time, we, we've allowed our dreams to become dormant. They start to stink just a little bit. You see that, that they start to smell in the nostrils of God. And, and you know what? Sometimes we, we've allowed our dreams. We've compromised things in our lives. You see, I, I'm here to tell each and every graduate, listen, I, I'm saying go after your dreams. I'm saying make as much money as you can. And please don't forget this youth pastor up here because I need my house paid off. So when you make big money, don't forget about us. But I, I'm here to tell you, don't get so caught up in, in making all this money. Don't get so caught up in what you want to do in, in this world that you forget about what God wants to do in your life. Because I promise you, there's some people out there right now that I'm talking to. Listen, you're going to be the next worship leader. You're going to be the next youth pastor. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a missionary. You're going to be an evangelist. You're going to be a Sunday school teacher. You're going to be a prayer warrior. Listen, you're going to, we're going to need each and every one of you, so we need to keep the dream alive in God. Hey, man, don't fall asleep on the dream that God has for you. You see, have you ever felt like that you... You've been just asleep for so long because I'm going to tell you, so many times we, we come to church and, and we've slept on our gifts. We've come into the altars and we've raised our hands. We, we've come on the pulpit and we've sung our favorite songs. We've sat in the congregation and we felt the presence of God move, but yet our dreams are asleep on the inside of us. Oh, I want to look this morning. Listen. I'm looking for somebody that's willing to wake up. I, I, I'm talking to somebody that's wanting to dream again. I'm talking to somebody that's wanting to do something for the presence for God. Amen. I'm talking about somebody that wants to be who God wants them to be. Amen. I'm telling you something. You can make a boatload of money, but listen, I, I would rather make a boatload of money and be right in the center of God's will. Amen. And, and then whenever we start looking about, we start thinking about a dreamer, I started thinking about Joseph and the process that Joseph went through. And you see, he had this dream, and the only way this dream could come to pass is 
He had to go through that process. And the first process that he had to go through was in Genesis chapter 37, verse number 23. And he said, So it come to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped him of his tunic and the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then he, they took him and they cast him into a pit, and that pit was empty. There was no water in it. And I believe the first thing that you got to do if you want to see your dream come to pass is you have to learn to get into the presence of God. I want you to listen to me more than anything. If you want to ever accomplish anything in, the pre- in God, you're going to have to learn how to first get into His presence. You see, how many knows that whenever you're in a pit, there's nobody else around. It was just Joseph and God. You see, so many times in our lives we feel like the, the, the adversary wants to isolate us just like he has right now. And he wants to make you feel like nobody loves you. He wants to make you feel like you're the only one that, that's around here, that, that you're, you're like the Maytag repairman. Nobody even cares about you. But you see, whenever you don't have the presence of God in your life, that's exactly what you'll feel. You'll feel like you're all alone. You'll feel like you're abandoned. You'll feel like you're broke, busted, and disgusted. You'll feel like that you're the only person around. But have you ever felt like that you've been in a pit and there was nobody, everybody else was gone? Hey, man, I'm telling you, I've been there before. I've been in a pit spiritually in my life, and it felt like, listen, I've come to church, and I've been the only one around. Hey, man, I know what that's like, and I'm going to tell you something. That's what the enemy's tried to do during this time of this COVID-19. I believe that the enemy said, I want to I bust up the church. I, I want to segregate them. I, I want to separate them. But I'm going to tell you something. I believe more than anything that the adversary has failed. He didn't even think it through because I'm going to tell you what he did. He put people in their house to say, you know what? I, I don't have Pastor Sean to get me into his presence. I don't have the worship team that's going to just sing the holy anointing down. But I've got to absolutely get down and I've got to get a hold of God for myself. When was the last time that we sat down and said, you know what, God? I'm not going to get up from my couch. That's what I told God this morning. I'm not going to get up until you bless me. I'm not going to get up until I feel the power of God come on my life. And so many times we go through the just the routines, but I'm going to tell you something. God wants to come in your pit and bless you. Hey, man, it's important that we know how to get a hold of God. You see, imagine how Joseph must have felt whenever he was in that pit. You see, there was no one around to encourage him. There was no, no Pastor Sean to say, you know what, it's going to be okay. It was no praise team that says, you know what, we're going to sing you through your victory. You see, the people that he counted on the most was the ones that put him in this situation. You see, not everybody's going to think your dream's okay. But you know, there was four words that, that I read whenever I was reading this, and, and we talked about it Wednesday night in the Bible. It said, God was with Joseph. You see, I don't care where you're at. You may be in a place right now that, you know what, you can't even feel. Nobody's even around, but I'm going to tell you something. God is with you. God's got you. Do you want to know why so many Christians are losing their dreams? It's because they don't know how to get into his presence. It's easy to come in and and go through the rituals of church at 8.45 and 11 o'clock. But you know what? What good does it do if I come in here and I go through the motions, I go through the ritual, but yet my dream's gone. I can't do anything. I I believe that God wants to wake us up. I believe that the first stage for for our dreams to come to pass is we're going to have to learn how to get into his presence. He said, in his presence is the fullness of joy. I don't know about you, but I could use a little bit more joy in my life. Amen. I believe that God wants to do some great things. You see, I may not be, a, I may not be good at a whole lot of things, 
But you know what? There's one thing that I want to be good at, Caitlin. I want to be good at getting into his presence. I want to be good at getting right into his presence. If I don't do anything else in this world, I want to be able to get into his presence because I know that God's going to move when I get into his presence. Because God is with us. You may say, you know what, I've been mistreated. You don't know what I've went through. You don't know all the church hurt that I've been through. You don't know all the brokenness that I, I, I've got. In. And you know what, I don't, but I'm going to tell you something right now. God is with you through every situation that you may be going through. You see, I may not be able to do everything like I said, but I want to be good at getting into his presence because when all else fails, I know that God's going to show up and everything's going to be all right. It may not work out in my favor, but I know that it's going to be all right. I believe that the second thing that he did is in Genesis chapter 37 and verse 28. So when the, when the Midianites' merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the pit and they sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. And I believe that the second thing is when his brother sold him, I believe that he had to learn how to love people. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to tell you. Have you ever tried to love somebody that you didn't want to love, but you know God's just saying, you know what, that's what you got to do? Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something now. I know it's hard, and I know that that's real. And whenever I read this and, and I started studying this, I said, oh, no, I can't say that. Because I know that there's been times in my life where I've had to love people whenever I didn't want to love them, Pastor. Uh, I'm just being real because, you know what, I know for, for me to get on to my next stage to get my dream, to get to reach the destiny that God has for me, that sometimes I'm going to have to love people that I don't want to love. Amen. And, and, and imagine Joseph. He's just been sold into slavery. And you know what? He, you, you say, he's one step closer to seeing his dream be fulfilled. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, if I didn't know that story and how it ended, I would probably be sitting there going, Dennis, uh, I don't think that's anything to do with uh, my dream coming to pass. But I'm going to tell you, it's God's very way. You see, sometimes, you know, uh, th this is the way that I believe that God works. I, I believe sometimes whenever we dream, we see the we see a, 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 the end result of it a little bit. And God doesn't show us a, the process because there's a reason why he don't show us a process. Because I'm going to tell you something. If he showed you what the hell that you had to go through for you to be able to reach your destiny, listen, a lot of us wouldn't go. We wouldn't walk that walk. We'd just say, you know what, I'm just going to come to church and I'm going to do what God's called me to do right here. But I'm going to tell you something. If you want to fulfill the full destiny of God in your life, I promise you, you're going to have to walk through some situations. You're going to have to go through some things. You're going to have to learn how to love some people that you don't want to love. You're going to have to be able to say, God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I know that if I love my way through it, that you're going to show up and you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Amen. Sometimes uh, people will do some things to us that, you know what, they'll either make us or break us. Amen. Uh, I know that that to be the truth, uh, but I know that we have two choices that we have to make. Listen, whenever we're brokenhearted, when we feel like we, we've been left all alone, whenever we feel like that we've been mistreated, it doesn't matter. Listen, either two things are going to happen. Either you're going to get better or you're going to get bigger. And I'm going to tell you something. I choose right now. I don't care what you face. Listen, there's nothing worth turning my back on God. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you something. If God never blesses me again, I'm okay with that because he saved me. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, we, we need to get better. And once I, once I, I read this one thing right here, and I, I want you to listen to what it said. It said, don't worry about the people in your past because there's a reason that they didn't make it to your future. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes God wants to weed out 
the bad eggs that's trying to steal your dream for you. I'm going to tell you, God wants to do some things because, you know what, I believe just like Joseph that we're going to have to learn how to love people that we don't even want to love. And I believe that the next step, the way that the only way that we're going to be able to get our blessing and see that destiny come to pass, that dream, because I'm going to tell you something, God's counting on you to get your dream to pass because somebody's blessings relying on your dream. The third thing is I believe that he was falsely accused. You know what? He had to silence his critics a little bit. Oh, my goodness. In Genesis 39, verse number 17, it says, Then she told him the story that the Hebrew slave brought us, that he brought us to to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and he ran out of the house where his master heard the, when his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, How your slave treated me, he burned with anger. And I believe that there's one thing about it. I, I believe that we're going to have to learn how to silence our critics just a little bit. I, I remember whenever uh, I first got saved, I, I remember I, I would tell people about things that I believe that God was going to do in and through my life and stuff like that. And sometimes uh, uh, not everybody that I even thought was for me the people that were for me, listen, not everybody said, you know what, go after that. Sometimes they said, you know what, it'd be better if you just get a job and, and you do all kinds of do this stuff. But I'm telling you, I, I know that whenever I first got saved, uh, Darla, a lot of people looked at me and they said, you know what, I give him six months. I give him a year. I give him all, they, they kept casting lots because, listen, I'm going to tell you something. When God saved me, listen, I, I know that, that I wasn't the best, and, and I hate to say this, but, but I know I got to. I know my mom was probably watching and my girls are here, but listen, when God can take somebody that's hooked on drugs and alcohol just the way that I was, but I can go to an altar, but I can get back up, change. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I knew that I was going to be able to silence my critics because I knew what God had done in me, and I knew the dream that God had placed inside of me, and I knew that I was going to fulfill the destiny that he had for me. You see, you can't just tell anybody you dream because there's a lot of dream killers that could be in the church right here. Hey, man, your best friend may tear your dream down. You've got to be careful on who you tell your dream to. You see, what would they have said when Pastor Sean said, I I, want to start Freedom Point Church? I believe that there was a lot of people that probably said, you know what, Pastor, that's not a good idea. Do you know how hard it is to plant a church? Do you know how hard, how much work it's going to be? Do you know how all this stuff is going to take place? And that's a lot of people that said, you know what? But God, Sean, I'm glad that Pastor said, you know what, I know what God can do. And you just look what God's done in just a short few years at Freedom Point Church. Amen. God's done some great things. But you've got to learn how to silence your critics just a little bit. And I like what Zig Ziglar said right here. He said, he said this. He said, don't be distracted by the criticism. Remember, the only taste of success that some people will have is whenever they take a bite of you. Oh, I, I like that. And Charles Colton said, People may be able to strip you of your cloak, but they cannot strip you of your character. And I believe, listen, if whenever we shut up the namesayers, that I believe that God will say, you know what, now you can come after me. But people, you know what, so many times we get so caught up in what everybody else is saying that we let somebody else speak their destiny into our lives instead of letting God speak his destiny in our lives. And the fourth thing in Genesis chapter 39, verse number 20, He said, and Joseph's master took him and they put him into a prison, a place where the the king's prisoners were, and bound were they in the the prison. 
But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. You see, whenever he was in the prison, it was just him. Because I believe that this right here was building his testimony just a little bit. I believe God's took you through some things because he's building your testimony. And you know, uh, uh, they, they were going through a little bit of things. You see, when he was in the prison, it was just all him. But now he's in the jail where everybody else is looking for him. Can I tell you that God's going to put you in a place right now where, where it's going to be dark, where everybody's going to be looking at you because they're going to see how you're going to react whenever you're in your dark moments. They're going to see how you're going to react whenever you don't deserve the outcome, but they're going to say, you know what, is, she, or is he going to quit? Are they going to give up? Or are they going to rise above the circumstance this morning? You see, in the dark places of the prison, that's where the power of God's light can shine the brightest. You see, just like when Paul and Silas, whenever they were through into the inner part of the prison, you see, it was the praise, it was the presence of God that moved, that broke loose the shackles, and they'd be able to walk through. I'm going to tell you something. You may be in a dark place right now. You may be in a place right now where you say, you know what, I've not felt the presence of God in years in my life. You may be in a place that said, you know what, I, I, need, to, I need to feel God's move again in my life. But I'm going to tell you something. In the darkest places right now, that's where God wants to show up, and he wants to put a testimony in each and every one of us. You see, God's got you to this point because, you know what, he, he wants your light to shine in one of the darkest places. And the last thing that I want to speak to our graduates and those that are watching this morning is he become in charge of the palace because, you know what, he stayed the course. You see, he reached his dream. You see, I, I, I found this when I was studying. It said, Enoch shows the walk of faith. Noah showed the perseverance of faith. Abraham showed the obedience of faith. Isaac showed the power of faith. And Jacob showed the discipline of faith. Let's look at the process that Joseph went through. If Joseph's brothers never sold him to the Midianites, then Joseph never goes to Egypt. If jo Joseph never goes to Egypt, he's never sold to Potiphar. If he's never sold to Potiphar, Potiphar's wife never falsely accuses him of rape. If Potiphar's wife never falsely accuses him of rape, then he's never put into the prison. If he's never put into the prison, he never meets the baker and the butler of Pharaoh. If he never meets the baker and the butler of Pharaoh, then he never interprets their dreams. If he never interprets their dreams, then he, then he never interprets Pharaoh's dreams. If he never gets in, into, uh, if he never gets in, interprets Pharaoh's dream, then he's never made the prime minister. If he's never made the prime minister, then he never wisely administrates for the severe famine that's coming upon the region. If he never wisely administrates for the severe famine that's coming upon the region, then his family back in Canaan perishes from the famine. If his family back in Canaan perishes, then the Messiah can't come forth from a dead family. If the Messiah can't come forth from, the, from a dead family, then Jesus can never come forth. If Jesus never came, then you and I are dead in our sins without hope. In this lost world. You see, don't think that your dream is meaningless. Because if Joseph would have given up on his dream, then the lineage of Jesus, listen, it would have all took him out. But it's because he said, you know what? I'm going to keep on keeping on. I know because just like the first thing, whenever he got into the presence of God, he knew, listen, this may not have been the plan that he, he chose, but you know what? He walked it out. And I dare to say to somebody this morning, keep walking it out. Who are you waiting? Who's waiting on the other side of your dream for your blessing? 
Maybe there's someone here this morning and, and you are, are watching by the internet that needs a bit of encouragement because you know what? You're going through the process. Let me mention this this morning. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is a little voice inside of your head that says, you know what? I'll try again tomorrow. It doesn't matter how many times we fail as long as we keep getting back up. You see, have you ever given up on your dream? Listen, your dream may be asleep this morning. It may be in the grave, but maybe you're watching this morning and you say, you know what, if I just had another chance. Well, I'm glad that you're watching this morning because, you know what, I believe that you can pursue after your dream this morning because I believe that God's looking for somebody to give a second chance to. You may be a third chance. It may be a 50th chance, but I'm telling you something. He's willing to give you a chance in closing this morning if they'll come to the music. Let me share with you just a few people that God give a second chance to. Think about Gideon. You see, he was hiding in a wine press. But you know what? God gave him a second chance in Judges chapter 7, verse number 7. What about Samson whenever he gave up his secret and he fell to Delilah? He took out more Philistines in his death than he ever did when he was alive because he got a second chance in Judges 16, verse number 13. What about Peter after denying Jesus? He got another chance and he went on to write some pretty powerful books in our Bible. What about David after falling to Bathsheba? God gave him another chance. What about the prodigal son whenever he took his talents and he took everything and, and he went to a far country and he spent it all and in, in, in just wild living and all this stuff, but yet he found himself one day and he woke up and he was in a and he said, you know what? He said, I know I'll be treated better at home. My father will treat me better than this. So he went back home and his father greeted him at the door. And you know what? He got everything back. He never asked for it. But you know what? That's how much your heavenly father loves you this morning. Maybe you've slept on your dream for years. Maybe you're going through the dreaming process right now. But you know what? Keep on keeping on because I'm going to tell you something. There's some people out there right now. Maybe you've been asleep on your dream for 20, 30, 40 years. But God wants to give you back your dream. He wants to give you back your calling. He wants to give you back your purpose. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's some preachers out there that need to preach. There's some, listen, you've not preached your best message yet. You've not sung your best song yet. You've not done, you've not shouted your best shout yet. You've not given your best praise yet. But I'm going to tell you, there's still a dream on the inside of us. Don't let the process steal the dream. It's time that the church gets back the fire of the Holy Ghost more now than ever. We can reach our dreams of God. If you will, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear God, our most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you and I adore you this morning. God, I thank you right now, Lord, that I may not have accomplished the dream yet, but Lord, I know I'm going through the process. God, I pray right now, Lord, I may not like the process. I may not like any of that. But God, I know that on the other side of this dream, Lord, that you're going to touch somebody's life and God I ask you right now Lord if, if there's somebody out there that's lost they're backslidden maybe they've given up on their dream maybe they're not where they should be right now with God God I pray right now Lord that you would stir their hearts Lord and God that they would just make a commitment to you Lord and that they would ask you into their hearts and God I ask you right now Lord that, that you would just keep your hand upon our church each and every person that's watching by live stream right now, Lord. And God, I pray, Lord, that we would commit, Lord, to dream like we've never dreamed before. God, we're going to dream for souls to, to
to be saved in this place. God, we're believing for people to be baptized in your spirit, Lord. God, we've not sung our best song yet. We've not preached our best message yet. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would deal with each and every one of us. In fact, you this morning, listen, those that are, are watching, you've not dreamed your best dream yet. That dream that God placed on the inside of you just like Joseph. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on right now. Walk with that. Let God do what he said he was going to do in your life because your blessing can affect a whole generation just like Abby sung about this morning. Listen, it's going to take you and God working. So this morning, just take a little time still away. Ask God to right now wake up.